Perseus's bad luck started before he was even born. First, you gotta understand that back in the day, Greece wasn't one country. It was divided into a gazillion different little kingdoms. Nobody went around saying, Hi, I'm Greek. People would ask you which city-state you were from. Athens, Thebes, Sparta, Zeusville, or whatever. The Greek mainland was a huge piece of real estate. Every city had its own king. Sprinkled around the Mediterranean Sea were hundreds of islands, and each one of them was a separate kingdom too. Imagine if life were like that today. Maybe you live in Manhattan. Your local king would have his own army, his own taxes, his own rules. If you broke the law in Manhattan, you could run away to Hackensack, New Jersey. The king of Hackensack could grant you asylum, and Manhattan couldn't do anything about it. Unless, of course, the two kings became allies, in which case you were toast. Cities would be attacking each other all the time. The king of Brooklyn might decide to go to war with Staten Island. Or the Bronx and Greenwich, Connecticut might form a military alliance and invade Harlem. You can see how that would make life interesting. Anyway, one city on the Greek mainland was called Argos. It wasn't the biggest or most powerful city, but it was a respectable size. Folks who lived there called themselves the Argives, probably because Argosites would have made them sound like some kind of bacteria. The king was named Acrisius. He was a nasty piece of work. If he were your king, you would totally want to run away to Hackensack. Acrisius had a beautiful daughter named Danae, but that wasn't good enough for him. Back then, it was all about sons. You had to have a boy child to carry on the family name, inherit the kingdom when you died, blah, blah, blah. Why couldn't a girl take over the kingdom? I don't know. It's stupid, but that's how it was. Acrisius kept yelling at his wife, Have sons! I want sons! But that didn't help. When his wife died, probably from stress, the king started getting really nervous. If he died without male offspring, his younger brother Proteus would take over the kingdom, and the two of them hated each other. In desperation, Acrisius took a trip to the Oracle of Delphi to get his fortune read. Now, going to the Oracle is usually what we call a bad idea. You had to take a long trip to the city of Delphi and visit this dark cave at the edge of town where a veiled lady sat on a three-legged stool, inhaling volcanic vapor all day and seeing visions. You would leave an expensive offering with the priests at the door. Then you could ask the oracle one question. Most likely, she'd answer you with some rambling riddle. Then you'd leave confused, terrified, and poorer. But like I said, Acrisius was desperate. He asked, Oh, Oracle, what's the deal with my not having any sons? Who's supposed to take the throne and carry on the family name? This time, the Oracle did not speak in riddles. That's easy, she said in a raspy voice. You will never have sons. One day, your daughter Danae will have a son. That boy will kill you and become the next king of Argus. Thank you for your offering. Have a nice day. Stunned and angry, Acrisius returned home. When he got to the palace, his daughter came to see him. Father, what's wrong? What did the oracle say? He stared at Danae. 
his beautiful girl with her long, dark hair and lovely brown eyes. Many men had asked to marry her. Now all Acrisius could think about was the prophecy. He could never allow Danae to marry. She could never have a son. She wasn't his daughter anymore. She was his death sentence. The oracle said that you are the problem, he snarled. You will betray me. You will see me murdered. What? Danae recoiled in shock. Never, father. Guards, Acrisius yelled. Take this vile creature away.